Why, hello, didn't see you come in. Welcome to Bad Music Hurts, the show where my siblings and I chat about our favorite records. This is episode 14, and today we're discussing Vacationer's Mindset from 2018. With me as always, I don't know why he still is here, but he is, is my brother Michael. Hey, Michael. Hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. I feel like I'm in the right mindset to discuss this record. All right, this podcast is over. All right. <laughs> Close up shop. We're done here. <laughs> uh, no, happy happy to be here. Um, it's uh, it's a nice uh, sunny day out in Milwaukee, so I got a nice view right now, and um, was able to get outside this morning and uh, typed up my notes last night. So I'm I'm ready to ready to go. Oh, that's great. Um, it's dreary and miserable over here, so it's classic Philly. Yeah. Um, yes. And I did my homework the night before, so <laughs> we're, we're, if nothing, if not on brand. Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, but yeah, no, I'm excited to finally talk about a Vacationer album in the podcast form. Now, I know you did a uh, blog post on Relief a few years ago Mm -hmm. but um we've never talked about it in this venue so i'm excited Mm -hmm. oh for sure for sure yeah i was looking back at that and i was like geez that was a long time ago that was i was still in college and i think sophomore year summer or something like that yeah it was it was a long time ago for sure um yeah so we're talking about mindset so it was uh released a couple years ago and uh this was quite a change for the band in my opinion in Mm -hmm. terms of sound now it's it's very much still vacationer like it's got still those essential bits those essential things that make vacationer vacationer but it is drastically different than the past two records whereas relief was very much similar to gone where i almost felt like relief was like okay now let's do gone again Mm -hmm. but with all of this extra production value with all of the um, things we've learned, maybe the extra um, money from, from the mm-hmm. label, like all kinds of things like that, which is great because then we got to see like a, a more fully realized uh, take on that sort of uh, that sort of form. But here it's it's very different, but with those subtle essential bits still. So you still have the xylophone in here, which in my opinion is like quintessential vacationer. You got to have the xylophone in mm-hmm. there somewhere, but. Um, it's here, but it's definitely not the focal point. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the uh, first two records, so Gone and Relief, they focused a lot on the like woodwinds and um, they sampled a lot too analog things. Yeah, and a lot of samples. Um, and and this is way more like it is tried and true, leaning fully into it, electronic kind of things, which is really interesting to hear Vacationer's take on songwriting presented with that sort of instrumentation so you know definitely definitely a different kind of album and i would argue that different is in the dna for um the lead singer kenny fasoli here i mean looking back on kind of how he got his start here this it's really interesting actually kind of help i think helps put this all in perspective um because like you said i mean like we had um we had relief that I would say relief is to gone as Phoenix's entertainment is to list. Uh, well, uh, was it list? Uh, not listomania. What was the f- 
was there uh one prior it was just wolf wolfgang amadeus phoenix or something you know very pretentious (laughs) like that yeah yeah so i mean whereas entertainment was like they took a lot of the same kind of poppy themes of that uh album and kind of just they turned up their amps to 10 essentially um so i yeah i view that kind of like a a nice uh analogy to how relief is to gone where it's a little bit higher but like you're saying a little bit more well produced um and they pretty much have have time to actually find their groove on kind of that style and they like it works they they find their groove they kind of understand how best to work with that stylization um but i mean when i say change is kind of in the dna of this band um i mean kenny the lead singer of this band he got his start in kind of more pop punk rock um, he started when he was 14 as a lead singer of the starting line, like 14, dear Lord, <laughs> like that is young. And so he started kind of this uh, pop uh, punk rock kind of like the standard kind of early 2000s punk alternative music you would kind of hear on the radio is the best way I could kind of describe him from the bit of listening I did prior to this. Um and then after they kind of did, uh, I think it was around like three albums or so or their, uh, yeah, the three albums or so with the starting line, he started kind of a side project person L in which he kind of did more a kind of kind of screaming lyrics, more raspy lyrics. So he t- took a different stylization there and then not <laughs> that started to take a toll on his voice. And then he started Vacationer, where you look at his history, it's like, whoa, this is a complete 180, like completely different style. So it is completely different here, mindset to relief, but it also isn't super surprising looking at the history of kind of Vasoli's creative career and kind of he is very much he just I think he uh, from many times interviews said he just loves music. That's what he loves. It's not so much. He's very much not attached to a certain style is kind of the sense I get a certain name. None of that. Yeah, yeah. Genre, in my opinion, I don't think genre would really mean much to him. It's more like, no, what just what sounds good and what do I like playing? It's kind of my interpretation of uh, the, the, the type of musician he is. So it it is really interesting to see what the mindset is as this next. Like you said, it's very much like this next evolution now into his uh his career there really is no air of tropical in this album it's a lot more i mean it's still driven by the bass i mean it's it is bass it is vacationer so we have a silly leading us through at the bass everything's bass driven but it's a lot more electric like you're saying it's it's more uh like kind of groovy i would say a little bit more psychedelic and kind of floaty and trippy a little bit it's it's the best way i would describe it compared to where relief is more i would say tropical pop where they have some like louder music is what i would describe more like you sense a little bit more like passion and drive not to say that this doesn't have passion but a little bit more of visceralness yes like, yeah, yeah that's the word energy to it yeah, yeah like yeah. a lot of the songs on relief you can dance to um and same with gone and not as much in mindset actually there's a few bangers in here that i could dance to very easily but the majority of them are more like things you would sit down and listen to or put on in the background and not necessarily dance to i mean you could dance to anything theoretically but like, 
um i mean i'm not gonna be like bumping over here to strawberry blonde or yeah. to mm-hmm. like um blue dreaming or whatever so mm-hmm. no 100 percent agree so um i'm curious what were your initial impressions because I, I forget who actually first got this album i i, I forgot the history about be- this album between the two of us if it was me that purchased it and shared it or if it was you but i'm curious regardless of that history um what your first impressions were um i think it was me because i remembered buying the lp because i remembered early on uh kenny made like a tweet or a public post i forget how it was presented but um saying that like hey of course, there'll be an LP pressing for this uh, third LP. And additionally, those that are like super fans getting the LP will get this additional bonus disc, which is all of the instrumentals off the record. So you have like the regular record itself mindset and then a full extra disc of nothing but wow. just the instrumentals. So you theoretically could karaoke over it if you wanted to, which is so cool. I was like, oh, that's mm, that's so great. So I remembered, yeah, definitely buying that the minute that was available or pre-ordering or wherever it was. And I may have told you, like, hold off, or maybe it was like an immediate download code when you did the pre-order. I forget how it was done, but I, I think I was the one that picked it up and then I shared it out with you. So first impressions were kind of uh, tepid, kind of a mixed bag. There's a lot of songs on here I really like, actually, and a lot of ones that uh, I, I would say are clinkers. Um, that just did nothing for me. With that said, uh, in retrospect, like now, you know, fast forwarding an extra two years from its initial release, I do return to mindset quite a lot, but not as like an album, but more for like the singles, like individual songs off here and not listening for the full thing like I do when I do when I revisit Relief or Gone. So for me, that's very disappointing, but I still like the record. I like the idea of this record, what uh, the changes that it made to the band's sound, mm-hmm. what didn't change to the band's sound, and the new approach it took, which actually kind of ties into my uh, why give it shit segment, which I'll get to <laughs> as soon as you uh, cover your own first impression. So what did you think when I sent this to you back in the day? It was an I agree. It was it was it was different. So it was initially kind of like a hesitant like um, I initially like I totally didn't think it was bad. When I first listened to it, like I definitely was I was intrigued to revisit it like and that is there is a lot to be said for that for an album to do that. I mean, sometimes I'll listen to something and it's just like I can't even get through it or it just doesn't have anything that grabs me. So this album did its job in the sense that it it made me want to come back. And I found that I found myself revisiting this actually a lot through the early part of last year um it just was one of those things where it was it was in the top of my recently added and it just i always found myself just getting i was drawn to it i would say it's it's great background music in the sense that like you you mentioned that there are some some clunkers on this album and i would actually upon a more active listening agree with you to a certain extent but i also think that if if this album is treated more so of like okay i'm listening to it on a car ride or i am listening to it on a plane ride or i'm doing something with work like this album works really well in those scenarios and actually i feel drawn to it because it has these tentpole peaks but then the quote-unquote clunkers that we're mentioning actually still work well when it is background music and it isn't 100 of your focus 
So that's kind of my initial impression of this. But I would say on a more active listening here, I am a bit a bit sad because I I look at this album and I see a lot of potential in the sense that I think this album should have been an EP. Mm. Um, It's kind of the kind of the theme I would put to my analysis on this record, where if I take out a couple of tracks, I think this works really well in terms of uh, flow, in terms of cohesive sound and i think it just it it still fits within an ep length i mean that this lp is actually only about 45 minutes long so it's it's on i would say on that kind of weird middle ground where it's not the full like hour or like 50 minutes that some lps are um but it's also not it's definitely not an ep because it's 45 minutes so i guess i'm on on more active listen I would say I'm a a bit more in the sad column because there are songs that if you do actively listen to this, they don't fit, in my opinion, and they they don't belong. But that being said, like I said before, that doesn't make this a bad album. I just think that this album is better suited for certain types of listening than others is what I would describe, where I, I don't think this is something that I would pop on, like, say, pure comedy for example, or Benji and track by track, follow with the lyric sheets and listen that way. Like this is just not that type of album. Um, So that doesn't make it bad, though, is I guess what I'm trying to say. So I guess it's kind of wrapping up my initial initial impressions, kind of more to what my impressions are now and kind of opening statement is this album is best suited in what I would describe kind of the commute column and background music column. There are these Star Temple singles, though, that stand out, which on an active listen warrant to me that I think this album should have been an EP. Um, and we can actually get into this uh, as we discuss further and further now, which which ones I think I would advocate that we if I were to create an EP out of this LP that I would say remove and place more on like a B-sides or something like that. Um, but I don't know, that's just those that's kind of my initial impressions kind of to where I am now. Because this is actually the first time I've sat down and like actively listened to this with a lyric sheet. Uh, because prior, it was always uh, <laughs> when I had a really long play ride to Hong Kong last year, I played this a lot on that. And when I had a car ride to work l- last year through the early spring, I listened to this a lot. When I cook in the kitchen, I like listening to this a lot. So it's it's those aspects. Yeah, it seems like we're actually somewhat in agreement here both of us have this draw to this album you put it um pretty well this is not a bad third record by any stretch of the imagination like we we both like it and we both return to it it sounds like actually quite frequently and actually if i'm gonna be honest i probably return to mindset more than the past two records but it's just more listening to like the first two songs or maybe like this one song here and not like a full listen whereas when i return to the previous two it is a full uh album listen which and this gets into what you were saying about disappointment to me i would have liked this being a little bit tighter and that also gets into what you were saying about being an ep i don't think it necessarily needs to be an ep but i would have liked to see some of the songs here be dropped and put on b-sides or in some cases unfortunately i found the songwriting just wasn't up to snuff um and even though the instrumentals sound really fun and this is why like i mean hell like just look at the fact that in the lp a full additional disc was included of nothing but the instrumentals the instrumentals here are really what's 
selling the project like the the lyrics are nice and i'll get to the lyrics in a minute and like the message of the album but the instrumentals are really the meat of what you're buying here and the instrumentals are fun like blue dreaming i was talking about before i actually like the instrumentals taken in isolation i think they're really fun and interesting to listen to but i find the lyrics over blue dreaming the lyrics over euphoria over turning like the actual songification of these interesting instrumental beats is lackluster compared to the like songification of the instrumentation uh present in like magnetism or entrance where those are just so well done they made their transition into being a songy song so well whereas uh the others unfortunately didn't quite make that transition well um and that to me was a little bit disappointing. And this is also supported by Kenny's further exploration into making just an exclusively instrumental album, uh, Wavelengths, as his follow up to this, uh, also under the Vacationer name, where there's literally no lyrics on the thing. It's just instrumental front to back, which if he wanted to continue exploring this avenue, I, I would say that's probably the way to go, because um, I, I find if you're going to make instrumentals like this, that's fine. But if you can't really, truly bridge that gap into making it like a fully structured song with all of the expectations that go into that. And by song, I mean like uh, a singer, a traditional chorus and verses structure. Like if you can't really bridge that gap in a satisfying way, don't do it. Just release an instrumental record, which you did. Um, so, I, yeah, to me, that was where uh, the majority of the issues of the album came from for me. But um I do want to briefly cover my why give a shit section here, where it's like, why would you, the listener, care about this band that you probably haven't heard of before? Why would you care about this album that you almost certainly haven't heard of before? Vacationer is a relatively well-known band in the uh, Philadelphia area. I mean, as a Philadelphia-based uh, musician, but at the same time, like, it's it's not like a widely known name like Father John Misty, who we covered a few episodes ago. So why why care why seek this album out so for me i actually think the thing to take going into this record is the timely aspects of it because at time of recording we're all quarantined at home in the uh the peak of the covid19 uh crisis so i i hear a lot of my friends and and people that i talk to at work and things all kind of hemming and hawing about how being on the quarantine sucks and it sucks having to be at home i'm bored and our, our own father was like you know oh i'm, I'm bored half out of my mind like this quarantine sucks i want to go places i want to do things and i find it fun to look at our current situation and then compare that to mindset here so vacationer for the past two records which are great you probably should seek them out if you haven't already they're very they are actually really really fun um they were all about beautiful places tropical places and how that would help bring you into a, a happy state of mind a fun state of mind it was it's all about the places having this effect on you on your mindset your mind state and here though what i find the most fascinating about this project and why i am at the end of it i think a little bit disappointed with uh, uh, along with you that it didn't quite make that touchdown at the end i find the message here about it's no longer about the place it's not oh you're, there's barely a lyric here about sands or beaches or uh, tropical aspects. It is all about finding, to call back to a previous episode, we're not sponsored by Corona, but it's all about finding your own beach and within your own mindset. It's all about framing your own paradise, 
Like right now we're all stuck at home, but me, I look at this as like, okay, but this is a huge opportunity. It's a huge opportunity to get to know if you're stuck at home with anybody, get to know your loved ones better. If you're not stuck with loved ones, or even if you are like invest in personal projects, that thing you've always wanted to do, do it. You want to get better at baking? Well, do it. You want, you want to finally learn programming, get better at computers, learn to draw, just do it. You have the time now. Uh, if you're probably not working right now, a lot of people aren't working right now because they, their jobs aren't able to transition to this remote work strategy that everyone's stuck in. So it's, it's all about reframing that context. So one person might be saying, I'm stuck at home. And another might be saying, like, I have all this time to, to listen to music, uh, meditate, to explore new things, improve myself and get to know myself better. And I'm looking at our current situation here with that as like the kind of dichotomy between the two approaches of, of viewing the situation we're in and looking at mindset here. And I'm seeing very similar things here where mindset's all about reviewing yourself and getting yourself into where you want to be like it's a self-reflection it's freeing your own mindset you are the one that puts those walls in place not the fact that we're quarantined at home you're the one that's saying i can't do anything i'm bored i have nothing to do you need to free yourself from that mindset recontextualize this situation and that will dramatically opened up all these different opportunities for you. So that to me is the why giving it here is I think there's a lot of lessons to be learned here over a very fun instrumental backdrop. So I would say definitely go into this with this as like the kind of contextual framing going in because uh, that's what I did for my re-listen just now. And I got more out of it than I did in the previous listens as listening as a full album, where in the past I'd listened as a full album and wasn't left satisfied fully. But going into it with that kind of framing about like, this is the situation we're in, I came out with a, a way better appreciation for what this album is saying um, and came out better for it. No, I think that's really apt of of your description there, because I think you're exactly right. The vacationer's relief is about finding relief in the places. And uh, I mean, the whole album, I would kind of I mean, and I kind of discussed this in my post, I, I categorize it in kind of the three buckets of it takes you through, say, the first 80 degree day of summer it takes you through the bliss of a summer love. It takes you through the excitement of adventurous vacation. It's all like kind of these events and kind of places that it takes you through. I mean, heck, look at the one of the uh, opening verses <laughs> to the album want you to stay wherever your heart would go, want you to make it about what your life is for. I mean, that's I mean, that's the theme. I mean, you're you're I think you're I think you're right on the the nose there that it is really interesting to see how this evolves from it's no longer about the place and escaping or finding relief that way. It's it's about looking within and evaluating and kind of doing almost like housekeeping. Yeah. You know, how can we get into the right mindset about certain things here? And exactly. And like the the relief and gone like that can't those albums and their messages can't take place at home mindset. It, like it almost makes sense being at home during meditation, reflecting on oneself, um, potentially after a few bad drug trips, even. And that's covered in this album where it seems like Kenny's talking about potentially slipping uh, onto drugs more as a crutch for really facing 
his own internal demons and his own issues that he's facing in his life. And near the end, kind of comes the realization that, again, kind of going back to it, concealment feeds the fear where he really faces them, embraces them, and then like they lose their power over him and his mind sets free. And suddenly he doesn't really need the the trips, the the drugs to kind of help him through whatever situations he's going through. And, and again, like not to say that he's actually going through this stuff. Uh, I, I'm talking about like the character as presented on this album. We do not know Kenny personally, though. He seems like a great guy. Um, I'm always strictly talking about the art presented in the album itself when I'm discussing like the artist behind it. Of course. Of course. I mean, that's that's all we can do is infer really from what's given to us. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's a, it's a very, very good point. I mean, y- you think about it in the sense that This album, I think, really was created with that intention in mind, too, with that kind of internal self-reflection like you discuss. Um, I mean, and even kind of with that relationship to, say, drugs like weed, because it's actually interesting. He worked with this company. I I don't know the company name because I I didn't jot it down, but he worked with this company to essentially develop a custom or or I don't know if it was develop or design or more or less pick oh a, a, yeah a, a strain of 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 weed actually to go with this album that was like a mindset branded weed and i think that goes and very much aligns kind of what you're discussing it, it makes sense that that is his intention with this album the whole point of that strain was to get into the right i mean pun intended here right mindset for this album to really make it so you kind of get into that happy kind of self-reflective mindset where like different from my understanding different strains of of we can induce different uh, i guess responses to, yeah to the brain where this one that he picked was one that he thought best facilitated listening and uh gaining the value out of this album and i think i think that's why i think you're right on the nose here is that every uh, all the kind of the the inferences and context clues we have kind of lead towards it that was the the purpose here with this album yeah it's all it's all to facilitate that personal reflection regardless of the location and getting your own internal mind your own internal self to that beach in your own mind calming your own internal waters yeah and we can throw a link in the show notes too because it's it's kind of interesting to show like how everything's brand like the weed is like branded mindset of vacation it's actually pretty interesting it's it's wild yeah <laughs> um it's it's very progressive I mean, you think about how things have changed it's like wow that's actually a, that's actually a thing now like it's kind of crazy yeah. to think about um mm-hmm. and so yeah we can throw a link in the show notes with that so i at, th- at this point i think we're ready to start talking about um you know, individual songs or moments and songs that made a, a, an impact on us or we want to call out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm going to selfishly go first here uh, by, of course, talking about Entrance. Oh, I, yes. I cannot say enough good things about Entrance. It is the platonic ideal of what this album is setting out to be. It is vacationer. It is yet drastically different from what they've done in the past two records with a heavy emphasis on that synth and uh, still having some analog instruments in there, uh, whether real or not. You got that harp going in, which is just like, I never knew a a harp could rock as hard as that harp in entrance. It rocks so hard. It 
Well, it's it's such a great callback and welcoming to the listener to this album we think about. Cause that, that's very much a callback back to Relief, that harp. It, that like that is the essence of Relief, kind of sprinkled out through throughout this album, and it just it's this nice familiar entrance. It's kind of bringing you in. It's like oh, you get the sense it, it does sound different. But that harp, um, you know, whether it's the actual instrument or, say, a sample or analog, like it's it's there to kind of create that environment, that welcoming environment. Yeah. Entrance is just the crowning jewel of this album. I shudder to think how this album would be received by me if Entrance wasn't here to, like, put the stake in the ground of what this album is at Mm -hmm. the forefront as the first track. And we're talking about, say, the the lyrics, right? This is one of the songs on the album that I think. The lyrics, I didn't really ever pay attention to prior. I was more like into the the instrumentals and just the feeling. I just felt good listening to this song is the best way I could describe it. Um, But the lyrics, my interpretation of the lyrics, at least, is a bit of his a bit of a reflection on his own mortality here and kind of coming to terms of that. I mean, closer to it than I've ever been. And it meaning life could take a whole turn in a moment's time. And everyone comes to learn that in a moment's time. So it like it, and I find I, again, it's just like it's it's that songwriting is carking back to relief that that I mean, he can be very economical in his word choicing and his his songwriting here. And it gets it's it's so elegant and it gets across the point so well um, in that coupled with the lyrics. I mean, you kind of have this kind of heavenly harp juxtaposing kind of this internal kind of coming to terms and acceptance of what 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 death may bring a little bit and it's you can sense a bit of the the struggle here i want it all all to come home with me for the ride so it's a bit of that sense of like you don't want to let go of what you have in this life in a sense yeah but then he like later on Finding his own internal peace with it comes through with like heaven's interest and I'm on the verge. I'm heading through it with no concern. I want to know how to keep this place in my eyes. Like it's um, again, recontextualizing, reframing. It can change your entire mindset going into it. It's all about the way you are viewing something. It's something that's terrible can always be reframed in some sort of valuable or positive uh, uh, light. And here it's like, yes. Like, I might have to give up worldly possessions or things of this world to step through to to die, to pass on into this afterlife. But at the same time, like this afterlife sounds gorgeous in this song. It sounds inviting and enveloping with this gorgeous heavenly harp. And and he's here saying like, okay, like I'm heading through it with no concern. And I just want to know now how I can keep this this place in my eyes now going forward. And it's 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 a a forward looking of you and no longer looking at the past and and again it goes into that framing it's it's looking back or looking forward and that changes the entire outlook here yeah 100 percent. and yeah i i loved actively listening to this song because i i before more or less breezed over the lyrics i mean those parts of it were catchy and i was singing along to them at some points but um i think that also speaks heavily to the instrumentals here that it's such a dreamy lofty 
piece that's just like you get sucked into it and it's such a great way to open it's dreamy but it's grounded like you have a a, a really firm beat to, to to hold your feet on and whereas some of the other songs here i feel are more floaty and not in a good way this is definitely grounded in a sense that i feel like i know where the song is going and i can feel like i can dance to this and i feel like I'm, i can vibe with this in a way that the more ethereal ones on the uh, later on in the album uh, I, I can't. And there are other songs in here that kind of follow that that same light where they do really interesting things and they they take a break and let the song just kind of do its thing. I think that's where this album really, really shines when it takes those moments and lets the song kind of wander and and breathe, per se. Yeah, Brian Wilson uh, said in an interview in the past about how he liked just letting the songs like he would he would peck around for the notes like he'd have like a structure and then he'd peck around for a little bit, try to find little things to to little new avenues to explore for a little bit and then bring it back to the main track and then pick peck around a little bit and then bring it back in. And that's um, reflective in his artistic output. Uh, those those artistic explorations that's in a lot of the songs that he does where it's like all of a sudden the song transforms for a little bit and goes in a place you didn't expect before it comes back into the central fold that makes the song fresh and exciting to listen to actively because there's always something kind of new and exciting coming up and to your point here about like the harp coming in um and then coming in at the end as well um along with the uh meeting up with the vocals where before they were disconnected that's very fun to see those two ends meet and kind of symbolically signifies like okay the song's coming to the close everything's coming together here at this at this ending point and uh, i have to call out because i i did see thankfully i saw vacationer perform this live in philadelphia uh when this album was first released you know around in uh, late 2018 and um or was it early it was in 2018 um and you need to see Vacationer live if they are ever in your town. They are a fantastic band to see live. Kenny has so much energy and the rest of the band have so much energy. It's contagious what they bring to the stage. And what they did to start the show when they took the stage is they actually started um, playing a rendition of Pure Imagination from Willy Wonka, like the original <laughs> Willy Wonka. Pure imagination, like Kenny's on the bass playing along with the song and and it slows and slowly transforms into entrance. And I loved the comparison there, the juxtaposition of like, oh, you know, entering this gorgeous, beautiful, heavenly candy landscape in Willy Wonka and being like, okay, but like now we're switching into something else here and it's an entrance of a different sort. But at the same time, not all that dissimilar. I just, I love when bands do things like that, where they have interesting starts to shows instead of just like coming out and we're going to start playing our hit. Nope, they, they, they kind of helped get everyone. I mean, I'm going to have to keep repeating this. I guess they got, they got the whole audience into the right mindset with pure imagination. And then kind of as the song started to warp into entrance and, oh, that was so great. And, um, Lord Huron does things like this too, where they came out during the, uh, a strange trails tour and their whole shtick was they would come out and tune up a radio that was playing uh kind of distorted versions of their songs and they would join in along with it if i recall correctly and it was just a, a great way to kind of somberly start 
their show, uh, which matched the tone of their record. So I, I love seeing things like that. And it always almost always makes the album better for it. when I go back and I remember these fond memories of seeing the band and how they interpreted presenting their material during their tours. Yes, I 100 percent agree. Like it's about creating an experience. I think I've mentioned this before where I'm not so much of a fan of people coming up and just doing the how are you insert city here oh god blah blah, blah little something about the city pander how pander you doing, new york city yeah pander yeah. pander pander <laughs> um near my favorite city even though i say this to every city oh god um so i i, I agree it, it, it is nice to see something different where artists and you, you took the words out of my mouth i was going to mention lord huron as well how for the strange trails they they did that and um I, I didn't see Vacationer for Mindset. I saw them during Relief's tour, though, in Chicago. I honestly don't remember how they opened the show then, to be honest. But I would 100% agree with you that they bring it, an energy to the live show. And their shows, like you said, I mean, it, Vacationer isn't... They, they're known for some singles where I bet we kind of surveyed the population and played their hit singles. I would say a lot of people would know or recognize them. But I would say the amount of people that know of, like, say, their whole discography or know that, oh, they are like this this actual band that have now four albums going, um, I would say be pretty small considering that at least the, the venue I went to was a very intimate venue when I saw them live. Um, and I think it made made for a really nice um really nice uh experience because you you felt like you more or less kind of had a bit of a private party showing with vacationer it was it was very nice i don't know if that's at all similar to your experiences though well i mean they certainly have gotten bigger they were in a larger venue i think it was the was it the electric factory or something um it might have been the electric factory but it was a relatively big venue i think even the one that lord huron were performing at when they were doing their strange trails tour which they've since upgraded to an even larger venue because they are just skyrocketing in popularity but um yeah no vacation actually was pretty pretty big pretty packed that's good to see nice yeah no for sure and uh i would actually agree and i think this again is to the testament of mindset as a record even though like there are flaws in this and we talked about the flaws and we're going to talk about the flaws even uh later on here but like the power of mindset as a record. It was a great record because like I don't remember. I, I think I saw even relief and tour as well. And like I loved that. But like if you forced me at gunpoint to talk about like things I remembered about the relief tour, I, 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 I don't know if I could. But mindset, I remember a lot like distinctly about that tour, like particularly the intro, the fact that they even did a rendition of and it completely caught me by surprise because I was not expecting anything not an emphasis rather on their older material let alone farther on gone which is my one of my favorite tracks on gone and they actually played farther and I was like are you kidding me like <laughs> it's like he read my wish list of songs I wish I could hear here and it was yeah so like a lot of things stick out very fondly about this tour and I think like that energy that they put into that tour is here in the LP which is I think it it helps the overall it, it helps it overall I think mm-hmm. 100% um, so I want to highlight then jumping into the next song here that the I think the first quarter of this album flows so nicely and I think is the 
it's more or less the gold standard of where I view this album to be is entrance leading to magnetism, leading into euphoria and then being here as well. Just those four together are is what in my mind, I'm like, if the album were just songs like this and I'll kind of get into what I would construct my EP as, then this is like in my in my mind, a home run like and it would belongs on the the same tier as where I would put relief in terms of um, overall quality, right? Um, again, not to say this is this is bad, but if I were to try to get up to that level, that's the the, the first four songs here are what I kind of use as my benchmark. Is that I think those four songs are kind of that's what this album's trying to do, and I think that's where it shines really, really well. I mean, you take, for example, Magnetism, right? I mean, this is one of the one of the singles off the album. And I, I think just the way entrance, it doesn't directly flow into magnetism, but but instrumentally and sonically, it it just they fit together. They really do. Um, and it, it, this one has such a great foot tapping beat to it. <laughs> like, I just want to bob my head to it and just kind of sway about to this song. It's it's not fast it's not super poppy it's just the the baseline in here and the beat that kenny develops here is it's just great It's the vocals here. I mean, it just brings me back to our Aunt Pat. There's got to be chemistry <laughs> or, or in, in Vasoli's case, there's got to be magnetism. Right. So I don't know. I just I, it, the lyrics here are about as simple as you can get. Right. I mean, there's nothing profound here. It's it's just speaking about more or less kind of uh, that attraction you feel with someone and how you always wanted to kind of complete them in that sense like there's that force between you two and what like all good relationships should be it should be like magnetism it should be like pulling on both bodies essentially equally right so um i don't know i i I really like this one i think again it's the one of the singles off this album but in my mind it works it works really well coupled again with the first quarter of this album i i would agree on some of the things you said most of the things you said um magnetism is great it's uh the first single i heard off this record and uh, communicated what you could really expect going into this this new record but then also like actually got you excited for it and was good as a single um so it was really fun to hear that as the second track in the album like oh yeah this is the single i heard um though <laughs> the lyrics here I mean, they're serviceable. They're fine. Um, and, and like for the most part, this made the transition to songy song fairly well from like the instrumental backing to like being a, a structured song with verses and choruses and things. Um, but uh, <laughs> I just I, I can't like the lyrics don't take themselves that seriously. Uh, <laughs> the, the one that really makes me laugh when I hear it is. And if you tell me you're hungry, I'll make you a lunch. Yeah, man. Like, uh, I, I view it as it, it's kind of tongue in cheek. In my mind, I like the lyrics because they are they're simple. They're a bit tongue in cheek and they're just they're they're sweet. There's nothing like 
I don't know. They, he just kind of calls it like it is. It's just it's it's sweet, um, but it's not overly sweet. Um, there's a song in here I think is overly sweet, and I don't I don't think magnetism's it. But that that lyric definitely was a little bit. Uh... <laughs> I agree. That's the one that stands out to me, too. Um, and I do have a chuckle over it. But yeah, um, but uh, and you said the first four songs. I somewhat agree. Um, I like entrance <laughs> a lot. I like magnetism a lot. I like being here a lot which is the fourth one but the third one euphoria it's a clunker okay it's not no, good uh, so this is where i would disagree with you and so i guess let me explain myself first before i i turn it over to you on what, what why i why I would classify this into the to the 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 benchmark first quarter is what i'm calling kind of calling it is i think the i really like the lyrics here in terms of um one of the verses he has here because i really think it fits the theme and the intention off this album about being in the right mindset and about the self-reflection. Uh, and the verses, as simple as it is, there's no time like free time, there, no time like now, no mind like free mind, no why or how. No time like free time, no time like now, no mind like free mind, no why, no Something about that, as as simple as that is, I think it fits really well into kind of contrasting. I think what a lot what we have going on in, in in a little bit of our society right now is that there's almost like this cult like extreme productivity and self discipline subculture that kind of has developed recently. I don't know if you're aware of this, Mark, but the you can kind of catch glimpses of people on YouTube or say Reddit or something like that that are the Guys and gals that are ones that pride themselves and vlog themselves waking up at 3 a.m., taking cold showers and planning every waking second of their day. Um, and I think I think Vasoli offers Dr. Vasoli here, <laughs> I guess is what I describe it. I kind of like I mentioned in my blog post here. I think I think he offers a great counterpoint to that, that it's I think it's important, very important to allow your mind to be bored at times and to allow allow that to wash over oneself and allow the mind just to kind of wander whether someone calls this this classification of uh meditation what have you i'm just going to generically call it reflection um i think that's super important I, I really like how this kind of plays into that i think this really plays into that message and the overall theme of mindset very well i agree there was nothing instrumentally here that i think was outstanding they really play into kind of the base driven nature here but i i liked it in terms of the lyrics and how it how it supported the overall theme and that's why i would kind of put it still on that benchmark first quarter um but that that's kind of just my take i know that i'm kind of taking on more just reading into it a little bit and not just kind of looking at it on the surface but that's kind of my i guess my take on why i think it it belongs I would agree that I like what it contributes to the theme uh, and the tone of the record overall from a lyrical standpoint. I do like that. I agree with that. But 
as you said, the instrumentation here is really lacking. It's not even like in the top half of good instrumentals here on the record. And couple that with the fact that it didn't really make the transition into being a songy song that well. There's nothing really grabbing in the song itself other than if it's your cup of tea, the lyrics. So like from a songwriting perspective, it's just not it's not there. It needed a little bit more time. It needed a little bit a little bit more exploration here than what we we got. Um, so, I mean, I, I see what you're saying. I do. I definitely do agree. I like what it's saying, but uh, unfortunately, I, I just don't think the rest is there to, to back it up. But that's why I like that fact that it's uh, surrounded by being here in Magnetism, which is just strictly better songs. They're just so much better songs. <laughs> so let's let's transition to being here then. So. Can we just talk about the beginning and end to this song? <laughs> it's very relief like. Yes, it's uh it, it, just the beginning. It's like a reset almost. It's just a nice it's a nice transition from Euphoria. Like the bridge to the end, they have this dreamy, lofty kind of just sonic landscape for this song and just like whisks the listener to the finish. And again, this is it, like we were talking about. This is a great example. This bridge that they have in the song is a great example of Vacationer allowing their songs to breathe and not stuffing everything with, OK, we got to move on to the next thing, but just like letting it just live and kind of you get a sense that they just kind of have had fun letting this this melody or this one little kind of uh, instrumentation bit just kind of evolve and they just let it live in this song. I think the instrumentation here is what really shines for me. I would agree being here. The instrumentation backing is fantastic. It's it's like among the top third of those present here on the record. Uh, The lyrics are good. Uh, it made the transition to being a songy song very well. Um, and I like the fact that it kind of fakes you out with the outro. Like you think the song's over and then it comes back for one last grand finish, which is is always a nice surprise. And yeah, no, and it continues the thematic aspects of the album as well with like, this is very much Kenny kind of trying to calm his own shores after the chaos that is touring and his relief of being off the road. So it's not like, oh, my relief being on this beach now. No, it's like, I am no longer like in the hustle and the bustle of road and and touring. I'm like just here and I'm present and it's I can just sit and be with myself. And that's that's a relief to him. Being in a a tropical place, a nice place helps. But at the same time, like everything's relative. If you're for months on end, stressfully on the road and doing things on the road touring, if you suddenly finally are finding yourself at the end of that, that is a relief in and of itself being like, oh, all this weight on my mind is lifted off. I can just be. I don't have to worry about being in front of the lens and in front of the microphone and on stage all the time and touring on the road and having always be on. No, I can just I can just be. And that's helping me see clearly again. So like that's a very pure 
thing and a very nice message. It's a beautiful little anchor to the like uh, end of the first third of the record uh, being here. It's it's one of my favorites on the, the record, honestly. I agree. I agree. So I'll turn it back to you. Do you have anything else you want to highlight or discuss on a song basis? Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we talked a lot about the ones we like, so I'm going to take a little bit of time to talk about the ones I don't. Like. All right. So let's let's um, dive into what you would classify as the, the clunkers then. Turning's bad. Turning's really bad. From the mind of the dream. Frozen time on a painting Faded in a slow decay Short life get by head to the wind Think hard get gone hands on the way Okay um I would hmm Ooh, you disagree. I want to know now, why, why do you like turning? What about turning do you like? Uh, I like the message. Again, I, it's kind of it's kind of that weird gray area for me where it's not firmly in the camp of belonging on on the EP, but it's also not in my mind something that I would deem a clunker. Um, I like the message of turning over a new leaf and starting over or just the sense of self-development in the sense I get from this song. And I like the groove in this. Um, I think the reason I like it, it goes in part to the positioning on this album. Cause in my mind, I think some of the biggest clunkers on this album are the two prior to it. And that being late, <gasps> Blo- late bloomer and strawberry blonde. Oh, I'm disagreeing so hard over here. But okay, <laughs> continue, continue, continue. We'll save it. Um. So I, the reason I think is I think turning fits better again with the benchmark first quarter. I think it fits instrumentally. It it feels like it belongs. Where strawberry blonde and late bloomer feel like they just they don't sound like they belong in this album, and in my mind aren't instrumentally interesting enough to warrant it. Were turning, I in my mind, I always was attracted to it because it was it was almost like okay, now we're back into this. It was like Starry Blonde and Late Bloomer were always kind of these dips, and turning. I liked the message. I thought it was groovy, and it was always a nice welcome back to the the benchmark four that I was kind of going back to. That that's kind of why I like it. Again, it's it's not it's not like a strong like, but I also don't think that the song warrants being in the clunker bucket. Mm, okay so i do like what turning brings to the record with regards to yeah the past two songs have been a little bit more subdued a little bit quieter a little bit more smooth um and the fact that it kind of cranks things back up again uh but uh, the fact that it's and maybe this is on me i don't like songs that sound like they're tripping or like failing to start almost like you're pulling the cord to try to start a lawnmower and it's like oh okay, okay. it's just not I, starting and i like, get what you're saying best, yeah yeah, yeah I, and turning's very much that um and an equivalent that i also don't like that a lot of people like a lot of people like it is uh let me roll it by paul mccartney and wings uh on the band on the run album uh let me roll it is also very much that the uh solo guitars kind of riff there almost sounds like it's not quite starting like, boom 
the song like never starts. It's always like trying to start and failing, trying to start and failing, trying to start and failing. And I feel like turning is very much a very similar thing here where it's like like I feel like, oh, great, something's going to happen. And it doesn't. So that's very much where I feel like it's it's landing for me. So maybe that's on me. And that's like an aesthetical choice. If you liked Let Me Roll It and it's like one of your favorite songs in Band on the Run, you'll probably really like Turning actually then. Uh, so I, I, you know, I guess I guess it takes all different kinds. But for me, it's just not like that instrumentation bit. There is just not uh, strong trying to build a song on that is like trying to build a castle on sand. But I agree on Strawberry Blonde. It's not my favorite. It's it's so sweet and I don't like it. Woof. It's uh, this is, in my mind, the low peak of the energy of this album. Instrumentally, if I had to describe it, is dopey and goes nowhere. I mean, I agree. It is sweet and kind of boring as a result. Like, it doesn't really go anywhere. And, and which I feel bad about because his dog sounds like the best of girls. Yes. Like, the best of girls. But I, I just, the song, yeah. the, the song is just not. It's not good. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's bland. Like, you hear it and you're like, oh, that's nice. And then it flatlines and nothing happens it, it with goes it the entire nowhere. time. I guess, I guess that my criterion for a clunker on this album is essentially songs where instrumentally they don't do anything interesting in my mind and they just don't go anywhere. Where Starry Blonde, you listen to the first minute of it and you've listened to the whole song. <laughs> so it just like it, it doesn't it just doesn't go anywhere. So I I don't know. It it again, I agree. His dog sounds amazing. Love to pet his dog, but I, I don't know. It's yeah. It's not for me. Yeah, but where I'll disagree hard is Late Bloomer. I find Late Bloomer to be a very sweet and nice song. Um, I find that the instrumentation here, even though it's very floaty, matches what the message of the song is and the structure of the song itself. So the two are actually very nicely coupled and feel like they belong together instead of like, why are we getting these lyrics with this floaty instrumentation? I'm like, ah, oh, this is perfect. These two things are, uh, go perfectly together. I almost feel like it's like cherry blossoms floating in the breeze. It's like, oh, OK, this is like this fits the tone of what the, the song is trying to say. You know, this is this gets a little bit more personal for me, but I always found the message about here like Kenny kind of finding peace with uh, what I would assume himself being what he would perceive as a late bloomer. And with the song, it's kind of more with regards to opening up to other people. And that kind of comes also with learning to self-love yourself, kind of understanding who you are and being comfortable 
with that. I mean, it's hard to open up to others if you're not opened up to yourself. I resonate with that where I, I don't feel I actually really started to really open up to myself and others uh, until like maybe mid late high school. So to hear that sort of reflected in the song here and the framing not being like I was a late bloomer, it's like I'm grateful to be opening up to be open enough to other people and to myself. And and it's a very hopeful message. And it's a sweet message. And that's a really nice sentiment to me where it's society and the way that young boys are raised, you kind of expected to man up very quickly and open up very quickly and kind of rise up and fill that role. Like a, what I would say is relatively early age, whereas like for me, I always felt like I was a good two years behind where my peers were in terms of like intellect, in terms of emotional capacity, <laughs> which is fine. Like I've I've kind of accepted that, you know, later on in life where it's like, oh, I'm just two years behind everyone else. And that's fine. That's fine. And I, I feel like that was half the battle there is just kind of realizing that and then kind of everything else fell into place. But, yeah, no, I, I find this is a really nice slow song on the album, whereas like Strawberry Blonde, which is also kind of a slower song in the album, doesn't resonate with me in the way that this does, where Strawberry Blonde is like, yes, dogs are great. Dogs are awesome. But <laughs> is that enough of like material for an album that's all about like finding your own inner peace, like calming your own shores? Um, I, I, I mean, yes, it is in that. Walking dog usually makes you feel nicer, but late bloomer, I feel, is so much more potent of a message and a theme and works so much better because of it. Um, so but I'm curious, Michael, why do you not like late bloomer? <laughs> I, you know, you, you may be turning me a bit on the message here. I guess I like the message. I do. I also think, though, it's instrumentally boring where I, I place it in, into the bucket of you listen to the first little bit of it. it that's it. Like, it doesn't really go anywhere from there. I would say it's also really lessened by its positioning on this album due to the pacing. Like, it's it's kind of disadvantaged where it's not really set up very well. It's kind of I guess I would say late bloomer may be the inverse to my turning. We're turning, I think. I may be artificially viewing it through rose tinted glasses because it is positioned after what I would see as the lower energy songs and kind of the lull of the album. Whereas Late Bloomer, I kind of like the message like you're describing, and I agree, but I think it's done disservice being right after Strawberry Blonde for the pacing of this album. In my mind, it was viewed as okay, let's like, we got to get this going. Like, I, I don't know that that's kind of the attitude I have after after a late bloomer. But then again, like I'm saying that this is all through the lens of active listening in passive listening. I really don't have an issue with this because in my mind, it just kind of blends into the background and my attention gets pulled in during the the instrumental highlights of the album. So I, I, on active listening, I think these are uh, late bloomers done a disservice whereas turning's done a a good service due to the positioning but on passive listen these these are fine so i do want to call out romance um even though it's very clearly the result of a magnetism jam session yes <laughs> like it's mm -hmm. it's very much a magnetism b-side but i'm okay with that turn it over to instinct 
I find the um, message here and the lyrics here very nice as well and um, really help drive home the message of the album where at the very end where he's talking about now here is a home again more than other times easier to hold my head and that's always a, a point I like to put a pin on where home is not a house. A house has nothing to do with a home. A home is a mindset of feeling like I'm at home now. I can relax. I'm with people I love and can be comfortable with and can be myself around. If you happen to live in a house with people that you don't feel you can be comfortable around and feel at ease around, that that's not a home. And ask anyone that's uh, unfortunate enough to be in a situation like that. So I find that reflected here in Romance at the end where he's talking about like he's found his home with his love, basically. So, you know, it's a very, a very nice sentiment there. Romance, I would place as uh, probably my favorite on this album. Really? By far. Yeah, I I like you describe. I love the recall and kind of the instrumental reprise bits back to um, kind of magnetism and a bit of bit of entrance I sense in here as well uh, with the harp. And I love the beginning to this song. It's such an explosion of of just fun. It's it, you have the harp coupled with the electric synth and they pretty much take these instruments, they modulate them, they muffle them, and then they, they, you get a sense of they, they can them. They like put them in a can and then this then it all just like explodes with Fosoli's uh, vocal delivery and that is just such a joy. Again, this album in my mind really shines instrumentally on these little moments where you're just like, gosh, darn it. That is so good. Like they struck gold, in my opinion, with some of this stuff. And I agree. I really love the lyrics of this where I love it for a little bit of a different reason than you describe. Um, but I think you bring up very good points that yeah, home is where the like it's all about the mindset and the. The, the the feeling it's not really about the place it's like you you've heard people describe home is where the where the family is or where like the, where the people is where the wi-fi is yeah where the yeah, just where the wi-fi connects automatically um but yeah it's all about like yeah being able to feel like you don't have to perform for anyone you can just be and you just be yourself and you have a sense of love and support like i 100 percent agree if you mentioned there but i also think it's I really like the message here of getting out of one's own head when it comes to romance, in a sense, where I love the message of turn it over to instinct, like kind of don't think too much about it. Like if it feels right and it's kind of meant to be and there is that mutual attraction, like if things happen very easily, you don't really have to like force or try, I guess. Um, and that's what I really like about this is that I mean, you can have relationships that sound or like when you jot them down on paper, like make 100% of sense. But that not a good relationship does that make, um, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And that's what I kind of like about this is that you could check off all the boxes of what you want to have or like whatever uh, or like on paper, like, whoa, this logistically makes sense. Like this should be good, but there's something that just feels off. I think it gets back to kind of what the lyrics are saying here is that not relying on instinct doesn't 
feel right. It doesn't feel comfortable. It doesn't feel natural. And I love that message. And that coupled with just the instrumental beginning of this, I think just skyrockets it up to probably my favorite spot on this album. Yeah, I would agree. It's not my favorite, but it is a standout on the record for sure. Like without question, it is such a great gleaming jewel on the second half of this record. And it would be very much poor without its presence for sure. Mm hmm. I love the combination of green and companionship. I do, too. Those two together. I I almost view them as one song in a sense. Yes, exactly. Up from the valley in McAllen. All for the purpose of unity. Lost on the words what it means to be part of it. Now the mindset is free. They feed right into each other, even though they don't seamlessly transition between the two in terms of like a gapless transition like some artists do. But like thematically, they feed it directly into one another for sure. Uh, so Green, you know, is more of stripped back. You feel like it's almost just Kenny uh, with his instrument, even though clearly there is other instrumental backing on it. But um, you feel in the way it's presented as if it is just Kenny and like and his instrument. Um it definitely makes it feel more personal and isolated, um, whereas in companionship, it opens back up and uh, companionship has a lot more exploration and waves in terms of where the song goes. It, it hunts and pecks a lot more and is more an interesting song. As a result, there's discrete sections in the song where you got the beginning section and then the like uh, instrumental bit where it transitions into like the not on my own anymore segments and uh then you got the ending bit as well where it kind of just fades out into this uh electric hoo-ha which is just really nice to hear mm -hmm. i would say companionship is a fantastic way to end this album it ends on such a note of calm and serenity it fits like that's the way to end this album and you're exactly right that the, the song has time to breathe and has the section. It has the time to work with the sections. It's it's the longest on album. It's about five and a half minutes. And it, and like you said, I, I because companionship had these sections and because green just complemented it so well, I think that goes into why they just sound like they go together. Yeah. Where green's like very tight, like it it is it is a tight, small song, and not I don't mean small in a derogatory way, like oh it's just a tiny little song. No, it's it's just a very precisely made song. It gets in, it says what it says it needs to, and that's done. Whereas companionship, as you said, like it it it, it expands this five and a half minutes, and it explores where it needs to to really flesh out what it's trying to say, and those two. Those two approaches to songwriting fit right next to each other very well, almost like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like these two things just go perfectly together thematically, tonally, structurally within the album itself. Yeah, 100 percent agree. I also love the vocal harmonies that they have on the not on our own anymore part in this album. It's artfully done is just the simple way I would put it. Green and the companionship is just something that has to be listened to. Yeah, Honestly, I would say that if I can take these two together, 
I would say they're my favorite uh, closer that Vacationer have done so far. Interesting. I like the closer to Gone. It's fine. It's serviceable. I very much like the ending to Relief. Relief's ending is very good. I I find Green and Companionship to be the strongest endings that they have done to date because they take so much time to really flesh it out, really let it explore what it can explore. It feels more of like a movement almost than like, and here's the last song. It's it's a movement, it's a progression. There's, there, it, it goes through waves and, uh, and like almost in a little adventure before it wraps itself up, which is what I like to see in an ending if it's not going to be like a bombastic, crazy dance along ending, something like uh, Sturgill Simpson's uh, a Sailor's Guide to Earth. Like if it's going to be more of a subtle ending, I like to see it explore a little bit, you know, and really take advantage of it being like, this is the last song of the record. Let's kind of, you know, let's let's play around a little bit. That's a good point. I don't know. I would have to give relief another listen to and gone to say if I would how I would rank the ending of this compared to the others. But what I will say, and I what I agree with this one is that you do get a better sense of closure with it. Like when you finish this album, you feel like, OK, it's it's finished. It feels very wrong if you accidentally have this on repeat and then it starts entrance again. It's like, oh, whoa, yeah, no, 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 yeah. no. no. <laughs> it's not a cyclical album. And no. when it's done, it's done. Yes. I don't know how I would rank it compared to the others, because I do know that with Relief, I really do love Go Anywhere to Onward and Upward. Like those are some strong songs. So I don't I don't know where I would rank it, to be honest, but. I do agree with you that this is a very strong finish. And in my mind, it shines because the feeling of closure and serenity you get from it. Yeah. Unless you have any other songs you want to call out, I have nothing more I wish to call out. Um, I think we've covered it, honestly. I think so, too. The one thing I I think I'll transition to close on is kind of what I would propose is my cuts for the EP. And... I think I may make a, a switcheroo here based on our discussion say a last minute change. So I cut this with the goal of trying to get it around to like 30 minutes for an EP, kind of like on the long end for an EP and try to keep it so things were kind of sounded consistent with or felt like they belonged to the first four. Um, Strawberry Blonde and Late Bloomer, I'm sorry, I'm cutting them for an EP. I'm not shedding a tear over Strawberry Blonde. Don't worry about it. Um, Blue Dreaming as well, in my opinion, cut for an EP. No tear shed. The one that I struggled with was Turning versus Green. And I think based off our discussion, I think I agree that Green needs to stay and Turning needs to go. Oh, please. Thank you. Oh, God, don't get rid of Green. But in my mind, I would be really interested to see how Green sounds as an instrumental with the vocal choir aspects as opposed to having the lyrics in it. And I would be really interesting to see how that sounds and going into companionship to, to make it seem, because then I feel like it better, it may better set up companionship without the pacing of the overall album, um, since it is shorter and it may feel like you're being led to the finish of the album. Like you're almost like it's the entrance to the closing so I don't know. I'd be really curious to kind of hear that in, in terms of the ordering. I didn't really like play with the ordering that much. I was just kind of thinking about what songs I thought didn't necessarily belong. It kind of felt like they kind of tried to make this an LP with certain songs where I think others could have been 
either of a B-sides or withheld a little bit to let them develop a little bit more. But yeah, I think that that's probably what I would I would sacrifice to try to get it down to an EP length. Um, I, w- I would agree. I would agree. I do like late bloomer. I'd probably let go of Euphoria over late bloomer, but um, I- I'm you know the the end result is relatively the same. Most of the songs you picked, I would have also agreed, are the like ten poles that need to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I-, I think this is all to say that we love this record. Uh, despite its flaws it is a flawed album um it's not a perfect release but with that said it is a great vacationer album it is a great third album and none of us are here going like it doesn't even feel like a vacationer album man there's no beaches man like no it is a vacationer album through and through with its tone with what it's trying to say and all that it just happens to be that hey the beach we're trying to find now the tropical land we're trying to find now is in your mind and not like a location you need to fly to um so he's vacationing still just not in the physical world which i think was a very wonderful transition to take for the third lp for this this band Mm -hmm. it makes me curious uh because I mean, if history tells us anything, he tends to go wherever his musical desires lead him. So it makes me wonder how much longer Vacationer is going to be around and how much more he's going to explore or if he's if he's going to be headed in different directions or if he's going to keep the Vacationer name for the following and where he's going to go from here. I don't know. I'm just kind of curious to see see where we go from mindset. I know Wavelengths was the. Was it? I think that's the EP. Is it an EP? I think it's an EP. No, it is a full LP wavelengths. I've only listened to it once, so I. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't. I mean, wavelengths is a novelty, but I, I wouldn't consider that like a mainline release. I'm actually kind of surprised that he didn't release it as like a, a self-titled release or like under a different band name. Kind of like his Ode to Summer mixtape, where it's kind of a, yes. a release, but it's not like. Not like the Skywalker saga. No, no, I I, honestly, I wouldn't consider Wavelengths a Vacationer album. We're in the same way that I consider Mindset absolutely a Vacationer album through and through. Um, So I I do I do share your I I don't want to say concern, but I do share your interest in whether or not Vacationer as the band name or the band is going to remain going into the future. And I will share that. I hope it does Mm because i mean to me vacationer yes on the onset and like gone and relief uh, have been about like hey these wonderful places in the world that can have like a really positive impact on you and like what that impact is um i i think vacationer can be broadened in terms of what what you can expect out of a vacationer album where i mean we're going to vacation now into like getting your own internal mind in a calmer state. Uh, now we're going to vacation into maybe different kinds of sounds and, and wavelengths. And now we're going to vacation somewhere else. I think the name here, while this maybe wasn't the intention on the onset, can be sort of retrofitted to his desires as an artist to constantly be exploring new things new ideas new sounds just whatever happens to be in like catching his interest at this moment oh, i 100 agree he's he's vacationing in different 
uh, for lack of a better word, genres or types of music. He's he's a musician tourist. He's on vacation. It definitely could work. It totally could work. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping that the reason he's keeping the name isn't just because of the brand recognition, because I think it can be just simply described as, well, like I am the vacationer. I am going around wherever my muse happens to take me and whoever in my audience follows me along great but i am here to explore good music and make good music wherever that happens to take me and um even though wavelengths for me was a bit more of like a kind of a sideshow to me i i know a lot of people like that record um i am still eager to see where kenny takes his artistic aspirations and vacationer uh you know in the future mm-hmm. all right with that said i think we've talked mindset to death so um i'm gonna start wrapping things up michael thank you so much for uh taking the time to talk about mindset with me no it was it was a good time and it was a lot of fun re-listening to this and re-listening to bits of relief as well to kind of get the the sense of uh, how they fit back to back essentially Mm-hmm. and uh thanks y'all for tuning in all the show notes that we mentioned all the uh, tidbits that we uh said like oh it'll be in the show notes or like oh what was that thing they mentioned earlier hey guess what it's probably in the show notes and what are the show notes you might ask well in your podcast player of choice it'll probably be there and if not it's always going to be at badmusichurts.com that's hurts like the wave hurts or hurts like the car company you know either one works um and thank you for tuning in uh we hope to see you next time whatever album that happens to be and take care See you later. Yay. Woo! Yeah, this one was fun. I liked talking about this. I liked revisiting this album in its full form because, like, as I said before, when I listened to it in the past, it's been like listening to the singles, uh, like a few of these songs here that stuck out to me. So, like, I actually haven't listened to Green and Companionship that much and even Romance that much at all. And I was like, holy shit, like, these are good songs. I forgot these are good songs. So, it was really nice to revisit it in its full context, even though, like, as a full album in and of itself i don't think it's as tight as like relief or gone are yes no i 100 percent agree yeah like you're saying just revisit it through an active listen lens just because like i said before i, I only really listen to it like in the car and like i, I passively listened to this thing to death like i didn't yeah. like <laughs> i didn't act, ever really active listen to it i um i owed the album that much that for as much as i listened to it and as much as i've enjoyed it over the past to dive into it and try to understand why or try to understand what aspects i i knew i kind of always kind of got a little hung up on so it was it was kind of (sighs) nice i am curious about what kenny's gonna do next though i i hope it's gonna be good i don't want another wavelengths even though wavelengths was was nice i i just i want something with a little more meat on its bones you know so yeah i you know i get a sense because wavelengths came out 
mean, mindset was pretty close to Wavelengths, was it not? Yeah, no, I got the sense that Wavelengths is like he was playing around with instrumentals and some of them made it into mindset and some of them didn't. And I got the sense that Wavelengths was like, and here's the ones that I didn't use, which is fine. But that's why I don't consider it like the main core release for Vacationer. I, I felt it was more of like an extras sort of thing, which I mean, may or may not be true, but that's the that's the tone I got of it. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I get that. Yeah, I, I'm really curious to see where where he goes from here then, because we've more or less had the tropical theme and he's developed that. I think more or less kind of mastered that with relief and mindset kind of took us on a different, more electric journey, which has continued into wavelengths. Yes. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I have a sense that something different is coming is, is my prediction It's just I don't know what it's going to be, but I think with a decent amount of confidence, I could say it's not going to be anything like Mindset or Wavelengths or Gone or Relief. Which I'm excited for. Yes. I'm, I'm <laughs> very excited for that. I'm willing to follow wherever his artistic visions happen to take him. Um, like, compare that to, like, fucking Walk the Moon with their sophomore LP and, like, um, what was that band? Mumford and Sons? Like, oh, God. They like, both I, were just so easy to get disillusioned by. Like, I, I guess it's... <sighs> I don't know. It was it, it became very grossly obvious that Walk the Moon got picked up by someone and like some record company or something. And we're pretty much told you're going to cater to this audience or you're I don't know. It just it didn't. F- no more scary yet. Yeah, ah, I just I cannot abide that album. I just can't. Yeah, no, um, I, hmm. Uh, yeah anyway this is what selling out looks like folks (laughs) yeah i guess that's what i'm trying to say is that like that in my mind is one like when i think of selling out i think of walk the moon and mumford and sons i just i kind of just got bored of what they were doing well i think what they were doing was novel for the time and interesting got old very quick yeah (laughs) but yeah that's fair They're, they're not equivalent but then you got um yeah i just it wasn't wasn't for me. I'm really also curious to see what what Sturgill does next because he really hit success with a Sailor's Guide to Earth. Uh, did 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 you see oh, his latest release? Right, right. He did release a new album. I just haven't listened to it. It's um, it's okay. No, it's okay. It's not, it's not great. Okay, but, you I know, haven't listened I mean, to I, it. I can respect he's doing something different. I I just I for me it didn't. It didn't gel with what I was kind of looking for, which is fine. But, you know, hmm. yeah, I mean, let me know what you think. But I I wasn't particularly jazzed. Yeah, I, I got to give it a listen. Um, yeah, I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting to see what they do. And I'm also really like, I'm curious to see. I'm like, Ludo, you're you said you were done. But it, it, I was looking at this, so like I'm curious of Ludo, right? Because I was actually wearing their um, their T-shirt from their comeback tour, or not comeback tour, but their comeback show for the Halloween Halloween Halloween. Dear Lord, that's <laughs> tough to say. Um, and so on the gravestone in the little art thing they have with the zombie sticking his hand out, it has Ludo, and it has like their founding date, and then hyphen, and then the 2000 whatever it. The rock is crumbled away on the tombstone for the 2000s. Oh. So you don't know what the two digits are. So I'm like, OK, so 
they that was a conscious decision like they're keeping they're keeping the door open so i'm curious if it's gonna be where like once they love playing live which this is if i had to place all bets this is what they're doing is they love playing live but they all have lifestyles that don't facilitate touring so i think what they plan on doing is if i had to guess they, i think it's going to be like every year ish or whenever they get the desire they more or less then play a show in st louis and it's kind of like on their whim on when they do it because i think they've shown the venues like hey we can pack you like we can get the numbers yeah yeah we so, can say there's a show like just a one-off show and people will come they will because <laughs> like andrew volpe said i guess people still love ludo like <laughs> and it's true i mean people still love the band so i'm curious like if once things start developing in each each one of their lives as things change if if ever that would be something they would revisit or do an ep i don't know it just gets you thinking because it's obvious that they they still love doing that it's obvious. So it's just a matter of how they tailor. So I'm like, I'm kind of always trying to keep a pulse on that. I'm like, OK, what are they doing? Like, and I'd be fine with like, I, and I hope they are, too, where it's like if you quote unquote come back, don't feel like the pressure to do like a full LP yeah. as a <laughs> comeback. Like if you just want to do like whenever you want, like, hey, let's do a Halloween show again this year. Just do it. Whatever. Yeah, 100% Tell agree. the fans like, hey, we're coming back. We'll, like, we'll show up. Like, I'll come up to the next one. Um, That sounds awesome. Mm -hmm. um or if you're like hey we have a couple songs we made not anything that's like lp length like fine uh, release an ep or at least a single with a couple like other like b-sides on it like we'll be totally fine with that and we'll jive with that or the way you do it is you don't release it and you say this is um during our next year's live show we're going to disclose oh. a new song or something like that it's like boom that's how you're gonna fucking be trying to break the venues jesus yeah so i don't know well it, it, all, all that to say too um well their, their show got postponed to july and i'm i'm worried that they're just unfortunately gonna have to cancel it um, well because of this stuff yeah 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 but it's a shame <laughs> If they postpone it again, I'll let you know, because they may have tickets on resale due to this, in which case, if you're at all interested, I'll let you know and you can fly out and and go see them with uh, with Kaylee and I. So but because um, I got to say they are they are so much fun live. They are a riot. I mean, the, the whole fucking band came out in sweatshirts and sweatpants <laughs> with like skeletons on them. And they were skeleton like it's just it's goofy like they you know they love it um and yeah it's just it's a good time so um <sighs> all right well cool. that's that's all I got I'm actually very hungry so I'm thinking of hopping off all right sounds good oh we got clap oh my god okay <laughs> yep we got a clap three two one. <laughs>